The Olympic Channel podcast is brought to you by Bridgestone, worldwide Olympic and Paralympic partner, a founding partner of the Olympic Channel. Olympic Channel podcast. My name is Ed Knowles and this is the official Olympic Channel podcast. Grant Holloway is from the USA and he set the 60 metre hurdles world record on February the 21st, 2021 at the conclusion of the World Athletics Indoor Tour in Madrid. It beat the mark set by Colin Jackson of Britain 27 years ago with a new time of 7.29 seconds. Grant is also the reigning world champion and is simply just one of the athletes to watch for Tokyo 2020. And I'm pleased to say he's here with me now. Hello, Grant. How are you? Yeah, man, I'm doing great. Um, like I said, uh, before we even get started, I just want to say thank you for having me here, man. It's, um, it's always good catching up with, you know, people who love to support me. Um, but for the main part, uh, practices have been really, really good. Um, um, I'm, I'm, I'm in great shape. I'm healthy. I'm happy in all aspects of my life. Um, I think that's a really big, big thing that most people fail to realize. But um, everything in my life has been 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 great through the grace of God. And um, I plan to just keep that momentum and keep it moving. So how was Madrid? Take me through it, man. You know, like it's, uh, it's you know, it's it was a big moment, I guess. It's uh it's fun, right? Yeah, it was really fun, man. You know how I am. I, I, the main thing that I try to do when I go out there is have fun. But, you know, when I got there, last meet on the circuit, two more races until, you know, I get to go home. I was already over there for a month. So this was the last day we're over there. Um, day before the meet, I had like this little weird little, I guess my heart was beating irregularly. I don't know. I, it, you could feel the, the nerves and the anxiousness just sitting in. And then as, as time got closer, time got closer. It was just one of the things where it was like, let's just leave it all out there on the track. Warmed up, got a good warm up, did whatever I had to do. Excuse me. Did whatever I had to do. Kept it moving. Uh, first round ran 732, tied my PR, which is always a good sign when you run that in the first round. <laughs> right. Yeah, so the first <laughs> round, I was, uh, was already good. So then the last round, I saw the film. I saw my start. I saw everything. It looked good. And then – um. My coach said, look, just add a little bit more, uh, uh, just add a little bit of gasoline to that fire and just run through the finish line. And then I got 729. Not so bad. I lo- I loved the, uh, like the kind of your my- Olympic mindset, I want to say, when you were like, hang on a minute, when they tried to take, they tried to give you a card basically saying, well done, you've got a world record. And then everyone's like super excited. And you're like, like, hang on, guys. Let's all chill out here. I'm not sure, and I just thought that is like super Olympic mindset. Like, I look, guys, you all need to calm down. Yeah, here. I like, mean, that's I, the, I loved it. That's the thing, man. Um, you, it, it's it's a sign. Um, they always say it's bad luck if you try to take something that's not yours. It's like bad luck to put Olympian in your in your Twitter or Instagram bio, and you're not an Olympian yet. You know, it's bad luck to claim the world record. And what you see on the screen says 732, which is not the world record. So, you know, it's all about just, you know, feeling and, and, and everything else, man. I've been, like I said from the very beginning, I've been blessed to be in these situations um, that I'm able to, you know, run fast. I'm able to have a coach and I'm able to have a training staff that cares about me. I think the biggest thing coming up now is um, getting ready for outdoor season, you know. Outdoor season starts to transition. We have I have my first meet on April 10th in Miramar, Florida. 
Um, so I, I'm feeling really good. Body's healthy, like I said, from the very beginning. It's just putting those races together to get you ready, really not even for the Olympic Games, but really for the Olympic trials. And the outdoor season, what does it look like for you? Because, you know, a lot of people are kind of sitting bits out. A lot of people aren't going to big events because they, they can't make, you know, they just don't want to risk it or whatever. So what does it look like? What does the road to Tokyo look like for you? Um, it, it's pretty, pretty much good. Um, I have, um, I, I'm, I'm letting Stellar Athletics, uh, John Regis and Ramon Clay work on my schedule. They'll send it to um, my coach, Mike Holloway. And um, wherever those meets are, me and Mike will make sure we're ready and prepared. And um, I'll let the, the, my team around me know what we're going to do. And then from there, it's, it's very simple. I try not to not even stress. I'm kind of like the football players right now in free agency. I let my agents talk to my parents. I let the parents do whatever they need to do. You just let me know when and where I need to run at. Such an amazing attitude to have. Like that is, how can you be so chilled out? I would freak out, man. I'm so chilled. Yeah, Olympic you, year. Exactly. And you just... When you stress, that that adds another, that adds something else on your plate. You know, my my job when I signed on that dotted line with Adidas is whenever I line up to run, I'm going to be at my best, you know, whether if I'm sick, whether if I had two days of travel, you know, I, I'm, I, I've said I'm always going to be at 110% whenever I'm ready to run. And that's my job. Not It doesn't say, you know, worry about track meets, worry about the pay, worry about how much is going here, how much is going there, worry about who's in the race. Run fast and do what you have to do. <laughs> that's amazing. I, I need to learn that, I think, big time, because it, I think it's a, it's a skill right? To be like so zoned out and in the moment. I, I don't know whether I could, I think a lot of people like to know like the roots, right? And to just to be, you know, what notes to hit and when. But I guess if you've just got the big goal of Tokyo becoming an Olympic champion, like what else matters, right? Yeah. I guess that's the, the attitude. That's the main goal, man. I mean, even before Olympic Games, you got to worry about Olympic trials, one of the hardest races in in the world, you know, especially for the United States. Um, but the main thing is, man, is just, you know, executing and being prepared and being ready when it counts, when it, when it, when it matters most. I mean, trials is hectic. As a British person, you know, it's uh, the US trials is something that, you know, it's wonderful television, I think is the polite way of putting it. It's really, really good fun to watch, uh, but it's hard, man, it's harsh. You know, there's every year there's something that goes down that it's like, we didn't see that coming, you know? And uh, yeah, I mean, how, how what's your kind of mindset to approaching something where the pressure is on like that? Um, I try not to even think about the outside pressure because I know I hold myself to a higher standard than anybody else, you know, uh, from the from the fans, the spectators, um, people on my on my staff that take care of my body. I hold myself to a higher standard, which raises, you know, my level of competition all the time. I think the biggest thing is, is when you start to get prepared for those big moments, you make sure you remember when you were at your best and you try to replicate that again. Well, it's been pretty, that was pretty easy this year because you've been brilliant. So that's, that's an easy one for this time. Right? Um, and I wanted to ask as well about what was the motivation behind 
you know, wanting to help um, out? I think the motivation is just, you know, being there for Team USA. Um, you know, we always go against Jamaica. We always go against Great Britain, you know. Why not say, okay, I'm ready and I'm willing and able to be prepared? Uh, I think the biggest thing is if um, if Team USA needs me, rather if that's on a 4x1 or 4x4, I will make sure I'm I'm well prepared. Uh, I'll make sure I'm well trained for any situation that comes. But the first thing, not the first first things first, and the main goal is, um, you know, I have to take care of my hurdles, and then I can worry about, you know, helping others out. I have to I have to be able to live selfishly in that aspect, as in, I'm gonna make sure my hurdles are are great, and then I'll be able to do something better. I mean, it's absolutely fair to say that the uh, the final in Doha was carnage, but you were just ahead of it. You were kind of leading and basically the Olympic champion of Jamaica, Omar McLeod, hit a hurdle and he also took out one of the contenders for the podium, maybe even for the win in Orlando Ortega uh, of Spain. And Ortega actually did end up with a bronze medal in the end via an appeal. But how aware were you of all that drama kind of going on behind you? No, I mean, uh, I think Sergey said it best. Um, I'm kind of glad I was in that outside lane. Um, I was able to focus on my lane, my space for 10 hurdles and 51 steps. I think the biggest thing is now is, um, you know, you replicate it. Um, you know what the experience is like on that big level. You've been to a couple of diamond leagues. You've been to a couple of indoor tours. Do what you have to do. Get your get your lane assignment and get out in front and just keep executing all the way down the track. I mean, your face. It's a good photo. Have you got that one up? Like when you know when you become world champion, sometimes it doesn't doesn't quite click, you know, and people's face isn't right, you know, for whatever reason. But you're it just look you look like really happy and pumped. And how did you feel in that moment? I think in that moment, I think that was more so of um, proving a lot, a lot with like a lot of O's and a lot of T's in between that word, proving a lot of people wrong. Um, I just think leading up to that meet, I was a little bit off my game. I just, you know, took a big loss in Paris. I just lost to Daniel Roberts at trials. Um, so what I did was go back to the drawing board. Draw, I went back to the drawing boards. Um, Coach Holly and I, we stayed in each other's corner. We watched film every day. We figured out ways to get better. And then, you know, we went to Worlds and just said, look, we going to leave it all out here. Got out strong. Got to about hurdle six or seven. Still maintaining. Omar's coming back. And we get to hurdle nine, uh, he disappears. I get off a 10, I go to the finish line. I run an extra 200 meters almost, and that's all she wrote. I mean, you think about it, those, in that race at that time, I was 21 years old. Those are all the people that I used to watch on YouTube forever. You know, and that's my first major world title race. So, man, I mean, just to be there, just to have that experience, just to be in the presence of, um, you got Omar McCall, the Olympic champion. You got um, Sergey Shabankov, 2015 world champion. You got the silver, you silver medalist from, from you know, just to be in that race with so many of the greats and so many people that I look up to, I think I think that was like really a great way to start my career. Because you, you, you said a few times about showing people, showing people who've kind of done you wrong or some something, you know, like who, who were these people who would do, who did you wrong? Cause you, you know, you seem like such a kind of positive being my gang kind of guy. Like who, who, how, how did this happen? You uh, know? No, I mean, 
I think it just happens like when someone says you can't do something or, you know, someone tries to bet money and that you can't do it. I think the biggest thing is, is you want to be able to prove them wrong, whether that's in real life, through a video game, on the track, off the track. And you just want to be able to prove people wrong. So, um, when you know, the biggest thing is, is if you bet against Grant Holloway, he's going to make sure you lose your money because he doesn't he doesn't like he doesn't like that he's on the bad end of the spectrum. And Orlando, he's out. He's he's been injured. How friendly is the rivalry in the 110 meter hurdles? Um, it's a it's um it's a it's a nice one. Um, when it's time to run, it's time to run. But um, when it's time to you know have a conversation or anything like that, he's someone I look up to. I mean, from the from the time that I started doing the sport and watching Diamond Lee's, and you know this is when David Oliver was still running. Orlando Ortega was the young one in the group doing what I was doing. So um, I have nothing but utmost respect for him, Omar, Sergey, Daniel, anybody in that race, Devin Allen. Um, my hat goes off to all of them. I think the main thing is, is um, we all know what's at stake. And um, when it's time to run, we'll run. Um, but if we see each other outside of the, you know, of the sport, I'm pretty sure we all talk. I heard that you were pretty into visualization, yeah. right? And um, I don't know whether you know about Michael Phelps and his visualization yeah. techniques. Have you studied yeah. that? And I, I always love the story about how his goggles actually did fall off. You know, like the bad thing that he'd visualized over and over again. At the Olympics, it happened, and because he visualized it, he was yeah. ready. He knew exactly what he needed to do. And so I was wondering, have you got that far deep? Have you visualized things going wrong? You know, like it's a, it's a difficult balance no, to make, I, it? No, I usually never try to think about the worst-case scenario. Um, I always try to think about best-case. Um, the biggest thing is with me is um, every rep, every warm-up, I envision myself in Tokyo going over those 10 hurdles on the track. I envision myself running through the line. I envision myself holding up the flag. If you put those thoughts, those positive thoughts in your head and you keep replaying it over and over and over again, um, the mind's going to have no choice but to, when, when the time comes, is to, to do that again. Um, I try not to think about the worst case scenario. Um, you know, sometimes you have to, but then at the same time, I, like, I don't even want to even pay it no mind. Your attitude, you're so clear about what, you want and what isn't useful is that something that you work on or is this more of a natural kind of deposition i just think this um i just think every great athlete has it um you think about the kobe bryant's in the basketball world you think about the michael phelps um yeah, let's just go ahead and throw alan johnson you know one of the best hurdlers to come through for for team usa and around the world you think about all those people you i don't think I can quote this. I don't think they would think about negativity um, or when they were going to hit a hurdle or not make that shot. Um, Big-time players show up in big-time games. Um, that's the biggest thing that I think of. When the, when, when the pressure's on and everybody's watching, uh, clearly nobody's going to be watching in Tokyo because there's going to be no fans, but when everybody's watching online and stuff like that, what are you going to do? Um, I think the biggest thing is is just, you know, just envisioning and, and and knowing that when the time comes, you're gonna you're gonna prevail and you're gonna do what you have to do. 
I think as well, it takes like what I think you've got or you've managed to build is this nice balance between being humble enough to do things, say like volunteering, like you do at the elementary schools and things that you've done in the past, like giving back to the community, whilst also kind of to quote my dad, like watering your own garden first, you know, like knowing what your priorities are basically. And again, I guess, is that something that, that the balance is constantly being readdressed? Is that something that you, you know, you're aware of? You don't want to get too cocky, right? You know, you need to have a balance of those yeah. things. Uh, it's all, like you said, it's all about a balance. Um, you got to have a little bit of that cockiness to have confidence in yourself. But then you also got to have a little bit of that humbleness just to know, like, you're you're coming up in the sport just like everybody else did. I think the biggest thing is, is... um surrounding yourself with the positivity and surrounding yourself with a group of people that, you know, always care for you through the good, through the good, the bad and the ugly. Um, you know, if I can go out, let's say I go out and get last place, you know, the people that were with me um, when I was winning, I expect to be there with me when I'm losing. So just always just have to surround yourself with positivity and just know who's really in your corner from everything going on. I think you've got a good way of kind of getting people in your corner as well. Because you're quite inclusive, yeah. Like, I feel like I'm in your corner. Uh, you know, yeah, like you I, made me. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like you, you have a good way of trying. You know, of being on like team, your team. Basically. Yeah, I just I, I I try to. It's a simple fact that like my, my 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 parents said. I try to treat people with the utmost respect, and I try to treat people the way I want to be treated. You know what I mean? Whether if it's a person on the side of the street, whether it's someone else on a track, whether if it's someone else in another event or another sport, you know. If you train with me, you're going you're going to get 110 percent on me on the track, off the track, in the weight room, off the weight room. You know, I, I, I'm going to I'm going to be that one person that's like, OK, Grant's doing it. Why can't I be like him? You know, I want to have that example. And the main thing is that I always tell myself if I'm on a team, let's say it's a, a, let's just say we're all on track. If if everybody that I have to go against is like me, I know that everybody's going to be well prepared and, you know, ready to do everything. So I just try to make my whole team like that. You know, every, if, if I had a whole team of, you know, Grant Holloway's, I know I'm in great hands. So I just try to surround myself with the same people with the same mindset. And what do you, I think, I guess a lot of people, especially at the moment, are kind of struggling to find purpose because maybe they've been laid off or their businesses are struggling or whatever. Uh, or maybe they're, you know, like your deferred college for a year or whatever. I mean, what do you perceive to be your purpose? Like, is it, you know, yeah. is, is it track? No, hell no. <laughs> that. I think the biggest thing, I think I really think, I think my purpose here on this life is um to make people like you, to make people like my mom and strangers on the street just smile. I think the biggest thing is, is um my life, I am blessed to be able to travel the world with my two legs and, and go over sticks. And at the time when I was long jumping, I was able to jump in dirt. But my bigger, my, I have a bigger purpose of being able to talk to somebody. I have a bigger purpose of, you know, being able to say stuff with my words. I'm able to, you know, do certain things. I think the biggest thing is, man, is like, it's the simple fact that this, I'm just treating people the way I want to be treated. You know, if I'm having a bad day, I want someone to make me smile. You know, when I was younger, my coach always said, when you come out to practice, if you're not going to come with a positive attitude, go home. Because somebody could have had a horrible day in in class, at work, or anything like that. And they're just looking forward to two hours at practice before they have to go back to reality. You know, so I'm just trying to live up for two hours. So, you know, with that one, two seconds, three seconds that I'm, you know, you're in my presence, 
I want to just be able to just, you know, make you smile and be like, wow, like, I really appreciate that. And it's just the small things that make the world go around, man. I love Drake. I like, I'm a human being. I like music. Therefore, I like Drake. You know, it's like, it's not, it's a pretty easy equation. Um, is, is he like kind of your favorite artist? Like, or is that, <laughs> are, we, are we talking like that was very much last year? <laughs> no, um, Drake is definitely a great artist. Is he my favorite? Um, within my top five, top six? Yes. Who is up there then? Who is the, the who's in the elite? Who's on um, the podium? Top three, top four, if I had to do it right now. It would be um, Logic. Yes. Um, then I would go to Currency. Okay. And then I would do uh, Travis Scott. He has to be there. <laughs> and then Future. And Future too. Poor Drake. No <laughs> Kanye either. <laughs> and Sorry, guys. You're not allowed it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like Future a lot as well. Uh, good, good choices. Um, is that something that you use in your kind of pre-competition ritual, like some music? Do you have like a pre-competition ritual? Uh, no pre-competition, uh, no, no ritual. Really just um, put the spikes on, do what you do, do what you've been doing your whole life and just go out there, have fun and execute at a very high level. Real simple. You do like to have fun though, don't you? You seem oh, yeah. like pretty relaxed. You like kind of clowning around a little bit. Yeah. Like, you know, when it's that's... time to lock in, you lock in. And when it was time, you know, when it's time to have fun, relax don't put that pressure on yourself i think that's the biggest thing i'm trying not to put too much pressure on myself and just relax and enjoy the moment well we've got just one more subject to cover before we finish and it is related to drake uh because i believe you're a scorpio like I, drake right I, I am he is he's, he's also a scorpio i'm not i'm i'm a Sagittarius slash Scorpio. So I'm just confused, basically. (laughs) uh, But it's quite popular now, astrology, man. Like, people are. are, Right? Are you somebody who likes all of this kind of thing, or are you taking. taking I just take it as it goes, baby. I take it as it goes. (laughs) Right. Well, I'd say, though, that some of the things that are in here are. They're accurate. But I'm going to throw some of the descriptions of a Scorpio, literally from the very first Google. It's not it's not super journalistic research that's gone into this here, Grant. Okay. Um, but the first trait that's come up is determined. Would you describe yourself as determined? Absolutely. I would say that's pretty much true. Brave. Absolutely. Loyal. Absolutely. Honest. Absolutely. On certain occasions. I mean, I mean, here it's going to come a little bit like all these this has been absolutely ambitious absolutely jealous to an extent (laughs) i think everybody has a little jealousy in them but i can i can admit mine i could definitely admit mine that's good you gotta see you can't have everything that you know there's got the yin and the yang yeah uh secretive uh no no, I wouldn't say. Well, I don't know you, but you you don't seem secretive. <laughs> and the the last one, resentful. Oh, yeah, it's a hard one, isn't it? Yeah, it's a hard yeah. one. It's, uh, but you've got to. You, I, I, you know what? No one can say you haven't been honest there. Yeah, was, exactly. Uh, <laughs> well, Grant, it's been. We flew through those questions 
That was rapid fire, man. Literally, I always always appreciate you. I always appreciate the Olympic Channel for having me able to, you know, share my story and everything like that, man. So uh, my hat goes off to you, man. Thank you so much for having me. It's always a great time when um when 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 two old friends are able to talk. Olympic Channel podcast. Massive thanks to Grant Holloway. He is on Instagram as F L A A. M-I-N-G-O-O underscore, like Flamingo underscore on Instagram. I'm Eddie Knowles with an I and an E, and we are Olympics across all social media. That is it for now. Stay safe, stronger together, and we'll see you very soon. Think like an Olympian. Olympian.